everybody. Welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty, Pretty scary. scary. Oh, we did it. That was great. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as guest co-hosts this week, Andy Sell and Kelly McInerney are here. Hello. Hi. How's everyone doing? Fine. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. All right. Enthusiastic Whatever, response. Everyone knows Andy. Kelly, I think you've Maybe been on Pretty Scary before, but it would have been a long time ago. I don't think I've done Pretty Scary. I think I've done the the OG, the Unpops, the yeah. main one. And I think you were on maybe, yeah. maybe the Conspiracy Pod at some point. Maybe a list cast. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. But yes. I'm, I'm bad at booking podcasts, so it's been a long time since Kelly's been on. Thank you for I'm joining bad at us. I'm saying yes to them. <laughs> so thanks for... <laughs> Thanks for breaking. I'm back, baby. Thanks for uh, having me come back. Returning. Triumphant return. And then Andy's here, too. Yeah, then uh, whatever. I'm I'm whatever. No one. It's not special. Yeah, Andy is out living it up in the sun and warmth of (laughs) Minneapolis. While Kelly and I have a actual river passing through the sky above us. It's Mm -hmm. called an atmospheric river. We're going to fall into the ocean probably by the end of this episode. Does it look like I, somebody texted me (laughs) about this the other day. One of my friends saying there's an atmospheric river. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, does it look like, like in Ghostbusters when all the energy is moving towards like a vortex in the sky? Yeah. Just imagine. Like it's like a, just imagine an arc made of water. That's oh, okay. That's what's passing above us. When we look up in the sky, wow. it just looks like the. T- mm-hmm. It looks like a carnival cruise ship, but just. It looks like we're looking down, but we're looking up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Water. Wow. Like a ghost river. Like it. Did, Pretty like heavy. It's like Fantasia. Like uh, night on Bald Mountain, all the ghosts floating in the sky. Fantasia Barino from American Idol. Yeah. 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 I, Color okay, purple. Sure. Proper. <laughs> just nose. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. We are doing a creepy news roundup episode, which means dad went on the internet, went on a news Uh aggregator and typed the word creepy in to see what came back out. And this was it. Although some of this stuff I knew I wanted to talk about, like this first story about three Kansas City Chiefs fans who came together To watch one of the most boring Sunday night football games of the season. Seriously, what a fucking nothing of a game. And then were found dead in their friend's yard a couple days later. Maybe they're like partying too much because they were so bored from the game. They made their own party and it killed That's them. what it seems Could like. Be, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, this game was a real snooze fest. I looked it up because I had just put it out of my memory. Chiefs won 13 to 12. Oh, gross. Playing the Chargers, no less. Yeah. That's bad because it's one point. That sounds like I don't really watch football, but the 12 and 13, that sounds like it was neck and neck. Well, you're right that it's, it was competitive. It was just boring there. It was, it was a defensive battle, which kill me. And defensive battles can be exciting. Just, this wasn't one of a, no, the no. exciting ones. Mm. And so sounds these, like football. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just sounds like football to me. <laughs> and so these three friends, Clayton McGinney, David Harrington, and Ricky Johnson, they are 36, 37, and 38, respectively. 
They all gathered at the home of another friend, Jordan Willis, to watch Sunday Night Football. That was January 7th. Two days later, on January 9th, McGinney, Harrington, and Johnson were found dead in the yard outside Willis's home, which that part alone is weird. That's that's an interesting span of time to do. Do they not have friends like or loved ones like they're just like, ah, they're gone for two days. They'll be back. Well, it sounds like they had sort of loved ones because after two days, McGinney's fiance finally went to Jordan Willis's house. Okay, like, this is this is a question I have. Her fiance engaged to be married. She's going to his house after two days to visit him. Are people still doing this where they're getting married to people they're not living with? What the fuck is this? Don't stop doing that. That is, we don't need to do that anymore. That's a relic yeah. of the distant past. Yeah, I you was, need to live with someone before you're engaged to marry them. I was These are people in their thirties. I was kind of wondering about that because. Yeah, wife or fiance, either way, I don't know that I would wait two days to go to that friend's house. Yeah, what's pretty scary to me is their relationship. Yeah, I think by like noon the next day, I might have headed over to that house. But yeah. Maybe they're Mormons or something. Oh, uh, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That I'm, makes, read, I'm, reading a book on, <laughs> I'm reading a book on Mormons, so it's on my mind. But maybe that's why they're not living to get. I don't know. Maybe it's they're weird. jazz it musicians. Is. I remember one time I, I was just, doing a yeah. show in Kansas City, and the guy who, was, who picked us up at the airport and was driving us into town, shout out to Kevin Amend. He's great. But he was driving me into town, and we get to a point where we have to either go left or right, I guess. And he goes, now, if you're coming into town this way, you don't want to go right. That's the that's the bad area. That's where the jazz district is. <laughs> I was like, oh, the jazz district. Oh, no. That's did where they're playing leap? the race music. Did you quantum leap to 1924? <laughs> what? It was weird. the jazz district. I went to a. I went to Lawrence, Kansas once. I did a comedy show at Lawrence, Kansas, where uh, it was at a bar, and I was talking to the bartender about it, and he was like, "This used to be a criminal bar, and it was like <laughs> out on the other side, like from town of the train tracks." So it was on the. He said wrong side of the tracks. It was really weird. <laughs> I was like a criminal bar. What are you talking? So Kansas, Kansas has something going on here with jazz and criminals. Yeah. Kansas city's weird, but also I love it. Every show I've done there was great. The barbecue's awesome. I went to a Royals game and it was like one of the most top notch baseball stadium experiences that, of my life. Yeah. That, that's a great park. Uh, Royals yeah. game is always a good time. Yeah. I, Dorothy's from there. That's cool. Right. Is that is she from the the Missouri one though? This is Missouri. Is she? Oh, oh, I, so she's I, from actual Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. this is K- KCMO. Yeah, this oh. is this is the cool one. This is the one with all the sporting teams. So I guess yeah. <laughs> so his fiance shows up. She finds a body on the porch. Apparently not his. I'm guessing. <laughs> And there's then, just been a body on the porch for two days? Is yes. that what happened? It's not even Halloween. <laughs> and she calls police. They show up and find two more bodies in the backyard. And police, up as we record this, have not said much. But Jordan Willis apparently told family members that those three friends, quote, froze to death. Which, when I heard that... What? For one second, I was like, oh, that's weird. And then my next thought was, 
Oh, they got too fucked up and passed out outside. Yeah, yeah, that's how you freeze to death. Yeah. Yeah. Either you're either yeah, either you don't have shelter or you can't get to shelter because you're asleep. But yeah. there are some twists here. There are some interesting turns of events that have happened since then. For one, Jordan Willis's lawyer says he bid these three dudes fucking adieu and then <laughs> went to sleep. And that's the last he saw them. They were leaving the house. But there was a fifth person at the house also. And he was like, well, when... And I left out an important detail. He says that happened immediately after the game ended. There's a fifth friend who was there who was like, no, no, no. They were all up watching Jeopardy when I left. And that was after the game. So already Jordan Willis's story has been called into question. Yeah. But also... There is the question of why did it take him two days? Like he was home the whole time and he says he was just working from home and sleeping most of the time. And that whenever so he was in that home, he was in that home with the dead bodies. Okay. Yeah. They were outside. He would, to be fair, look, I don't, I have been hung over to the point where I would not have noticed two dead bodies outside of my house. I've also for a day, like yeah. for one day. Two days. Yeah, but I mean, if, I don't know if you're not, I don't know. I was getting hangovers that would last like three days, but I, I feel like if I've definitely had long stretches, even without drinking where I'm just like, I don't leave my house. Like I just don't go outside. Yeah. So I could see maybe, especially you know, in the middle of a Midwest winter. Yeah, it's exactly. Not, That's the yeah. thing. This is January in the Midwest. It's not, it exists in its own space time. Yeah. And it sounds like, Jordan did quite a bit of partying at home. When he did finally answer the door for police, he had what is described as an empty glass of wine in his hands, which in that case, is it an empty glass of wine or is it just an empty glass? Yeah, it's an empty wine glass. Right. So you don't know what was it. But he was also in his underwear. That's my other favorite detail is he answered the door in his underwear. Yeah, he says he had been Uh, sleeping with earbuds in and near a fan. When people were coming over and calling, the Probably fan bit doesn't sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had to turn the fan on. He was like, "What's that smell? It smells like something died out there." Yeah. What were you gonna say about the fan, Andy? Well, just that does that strikes as, strikes me as false because it's again, this is Midwest in January. But mm-hmm. what am I saying? I'm gonna be opening the windows this afternoon because it's gonna be 50 fucking degrees out. I, when I lived in the Midwest, always slept with a fan. During the winter, I would just crank the heat up and turn a fan on. It is the best of both worlds. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's really great. And also, I need sound to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I do a white noise app, though. Yeah. I do an atmospheric yeah, river floating above my house. <laughs> That's what I use. Yeah. If only we could be Fle- have Fleetwood Mac money and have an actual rain room like Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> does it rain in there? Does it, does it just sound like it does? He has like what? Doesn't it? Water goes down the windows. It rains onto the roof of the room he's in. So outside, he probably doesn't have that anymore. Imagine being in (laughs) your seventies and being like, "Check out my fucking rain room." Like, Dad, you're embarrassing me, and I'm (laughs) forty. So on the surface, this seems like it's just that thing that keeps happening where people buy cocaine don't realize it's somehow become laced with fentanyl and it kills them. It happened in LA comedy a couple years Mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. Happens a lot. 
But there is. Yeah, it was happening all over the place for a minute. Yeah, it still is. Yeah. People yeah. are doing cocaine to watch this, football this, games, though? This, like, boring? This celebrities. Well, yeah, if it's boring. I, I feel like what happened was by the third quarter, they were just like, uh, you guys want to do some coke? Because this okay. is, well, we got to do something to make this exciting. <laughs> that's possible. Okay. But there is another twist here. Jordan Willis, who has since moved out of this house and checked into rehab, he is an HIV scientist and a chemist. And we'll link to it. And he works from home? And he works from home? I mean, he, yeah. he can probably do some stuff from home, I'm sure. Okay. And uh, there are reports that Jordan Willis was called the chemist by his friends because he had a long history of using his chemistry knowledge to concoct drugs for his friends. And so it seems like there is some suspicion that he may have like concocted some sort of drug cocktail that night that killed his friends. I I hope that that's true and that (laughs) he's also Mormon, like Kelly said, (laughs) and that he wouldn't let his fiance move in. That was where he was like strict about his Mormon faith. <laughs> but when it comes to drugs, he was like, yeah, no, we, whatever. I'll make drugs. It's fine. Comes from the earth. Uh, kind yeah. of, yeah. but then yeah. I make chemicals with Look, it. If God didn't want us to have cocaine, he wouldn't have given us brains that could figure out yeah. how to process cocaine. Yeah. God made labs. Labs can't be bad. That's the old saying. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, gosh, I, you know, you don't, you hate to speculate, right? But, mm-hmm. oh, but on the bright side, it's not us speculating. I'll, I'll link to the articles that are doing that speculating for oh, okay. us. But one of them is just a friend of, it seems like that whole friendship group standing in his driveway, talking to a reporter. And he's like, Jordan Willis was called the chemist. He used to make drugs <laughs> for us and our friends. And it seems like maybe he went too far yeah. this time. Well, the article and the article I read didn't say like didn't have a, a verified confirmed medical report, but said that like an anonymous source told us that the autopsies revealed or that the, you know, the, the post death examination revealed fentanyl and like toxicology reports and cocaine revealed stuff in their and cocaine in their system. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so there is fentanyl in the system. That's, yeah. According to an anonymous source yeah. that, you know, didn't provide yeah, yeah. the actual confirmed reports, but fentanyl is one of those things too, that, I mean, it kills people just by overdose means, but it's also one of those things that if you have other stuff in your system, there are things that fentanyl, if it interacts with, it's way more lethal than usual. We just yeah. talked about a drug called pink that showed up in a like small town, Wisconsin high school. But it's a known drug that mixes three different opiates. It's called U47700. Very Nazi sounding name. And yeah. uh, isn't that a Harrison Ford submarine movie? Or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a band in the 80s? U47700. Yes, UB40. And if you take that with fentanyl, it's like highly lethal. So, huh. and that was found in Prince's system when he died. So. Oh. I thought purple was his thing, not pink. Sorry, that was... I mean, he had that song, Pink Cashmere. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Raspberry Beret. Raspberry's kind of a pink. 
It's a pinkish. Little red Corvette. He liked colors. Yeah. He just likes colors. colors. <laughs> you should have seen that shoe collection like me and Oh, Andy man, did. the shoes. Kelly, you got to go to Paisley Park and see Prince's shoe collection. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, let's talk about everyone's favorite NFL star, Taylor Swift. <laughs> A guy God named David Crow, who is from Seattle, so relation, maybe. Cameron Crow. To the who? Cameron Crow. Oh, oh I thought I you were know. saying apparently apparently there was a another comic, a comic named David Crow. Oh, really? Maybe this yeah, is I him. looked at I looked up David Crow to see if there was a another significant because I didn't understand the so relation maybe part, but you were saying Cameron Crow, not sure. Russell Crow. Sure, sure. Not you get it. I thought you just the, meant the crow, the oh, superhero, yeah. anti-hero guy, the makeup. Oh, that one? Yeah. That crow? Yeah. yeah. The makeup crow. Yeah. I've never seen the movie. He just wears a lot of makeup. Goth, flies goth around. Crow. Yeah. You don't need to see the movie. It's way overrated. Yes, you should see the movie. It's pretty Somebody great. dies on set, right? That's all <laughs> yeah, right. Sure That's when, when Brandon Lee died uh, during filming. It's why we need to be more careful about firearms regulations on, on movie sets. Or better at karate. Block uh, that bullet. I don't think know? that was the problem. I don't think you can. <laughs> I do think it was a lack of karate chops, but that's fine. So David Crow, he's a he's a post Malone looking fella. He looks like pre weight loss post Malone. No face tats, unfortunately. He is uh, facing well. numerous charges, including stalking, harassment, and criminal contempt after being arrested three times in five days after police repeatedly found him lurking outside Taylor Swift's NYC townhouse. The third arrest happened less than an hour <sighs> after being released after the second arrest. That is some cartoon shit. That's some like, <laughs> like walking in, walking out, walking back in. Like that's <laughs> the minute they let him go. He just, don't let me catch you around the Swift house again. And <laughs> let him go. And he just immediately goes back. You yeah. think the second what? time he was wearing face tattoos, though, or something? <laughs> I was going to say, how much can you look like Post Malone if you have zero face tattoos? <laughs> That's a good point. You should point. get a face tattoo of the crow. Yeah. And so... Then he'll... I don't know. <laughs> according to a police report, some snitch told them that Crow has been at Swift's apartment about 30 times since November 25th, 2023, Here's a quote from trial attorney Imran Ansan. Under the bail laws right now, it's really difficult for a prosecutor to convince a judge under that law to set bail so it's more likely than not that Crow, under the offenses that we see him committing, would be released. So this is going to turn into that thing where there's people outside Fuck. my local grocery store petitioning to get George Gascon withdrawn from office or recalled. I guess is the word. Yeah, like, because people are going to be like, we defunded the police and look what happened. Taylor Swift got stalked. Yeah, yeah. Let something happen to Taylor Swift. That will be the end of cashless bail. I mean, at least he's not a hottie, you know, like. <laughs> That's true. At least the creepy guys are still creepy. Look, you know, like you're. Easy I, to I'm identify. To, the photo's not loading for me, but I'm trusting what you guys are saying about the. 
post Malone without tattoos sounds creepy. It um, is. It is. You want you <laughs> want some face tats on that face. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Cover less, it up. Yeah. He would be less creepy with some face tats because he's not he's not all smiley like like Post Malone. So you gotta you gotta do something else. I yeah. will say uh, the only thing Post Malone has going for him, IMO, is his good attitude, is his smiliness, his positivity. Like, that's about the only thing I find attractive and about him. Several undeniable bangers to his credit. Post Malone has some really good songs. Post Malone is the reason it's hard for me to sleep these days because the Calm app, for the longest time, had these remixed versions of popular songs that were remixed to be like an hour long and they just like progressively get like more and more mellow and you just like fall asleep to them and circles circles by post Malone was one of those songs and it might've been my favorite. And then those songs just up and disappeared from the call map, from the internet, from everywhere. And are you sure you didn't dream it? Maybe you were asleep, (laughs) you know, I am sure, but that's still a valid argument. Yeah, I miss I miss that Post Malone song so much. I slept so good. I slept he seems so like a nice guy. Yeah, would he seems never, like a good dude. Would never do this to Taylor Swift. Got better things to do, too. You know, like, whenever no. I see a stalker, I'm like, geez, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Get a life. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is just the kind of thing, like, this is going to sound a little victim blamey for sure, but, like, this is kind of the thing that comes with, like, the sickness that is celebrity culture. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're a brand, if you are no longer a person, you're an institution, you're a brand, like, across every fucking facet of international media, like, this is going to happen. Like, you're going to get some crazy people that are obsessed with you, and it's going to be this kind of a nightmare. Also, there's no uh, way Taylor Swift is entering and exiting her Manhattan townhome through that gigantic main public entrance, right? No, she's got yeah. like a, she probably has a fucking Star Trek transporter yeah. that beams her in and out of places. Like, yeah, she, she has another private jet to go. <laughs> in. <laughs> she goes into the house. And she's got a fucking bat plane that goes under a waterfall. Yeah. yeah. Cuts through the adrenochrome chamber. And then. <laughs> Right. She's got so up. much money. She's ugh. she does Makes have so mad. much. She is a literal billionaire. She does yeah. have. She made a billion dollars just on the Eras tour, I believe. Oh my god! Like she yeah. made a lot. I I it annoys me because like I have AMC A list and you had to pay extra for that. And oh, like I lame. have A list, it should be free. <laughs> yeah, sounds so. Sounds kind of B list to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Like I'm out. Yeah, I have a conspiracy theory about Taylor Swift that I don't think I've she, mentioned. I mean, she's a psyop, right? No, no. You uh, one of those? Oh, okay. I don't think I've mentioned it on this pod. So here goes that thing where she gave all of her truck drivers on the Eras tour truck drivers like two hundred thousand dollar bonus checks. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Teamsters maybe low key like blackmailed her into that. Because right yeah. before that happened, the L.A. hotel workers strike had been yep. going on. And the we Teamsters talked about this on an episode of the, the flagship. Yeah. And the Teamsters had come out very publicly and been like, we're not crossing any 
picket lines to make deliveries for the LA for these LA hotels while the strike is happening. Like we're going to stand in solidarity with them. And the hotel workers like called on Taylor Swift to cancel her shows out of solidarity and she didn't do it. And I could very much see someone putting it in her ear that like, Hey, you might not stand with the LA hotel workers, but the teamsters do. And they might leave your shit in San Bernardino and make you haul it the rest of the way to SoFi stadium. There's no proof that happened, but she did just up and give all of her truck drivers, $200,000 bonus checks out of the blue right before the LA shows. Which is like, yeah, right thing. But yeah, I'm with you. I feel like mm-hmm. somebody probably said, and she's savvy enough to like actually listen to people, I think, about her image and brand. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's why so, she's on top. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why she has all those children she's drinking adrenochrome from. And that's why she's uh, on this podcast. <laughs> you got to be on the top to be on this yeah. pod. Speaking of that, Chicago back on top. Hell yeah, title. the city of the broad shoulders. Yeah, title town, baby, championship city, Chicago, Illinois. Most Bozo the clown. Not second Ernie city anymore, Banks. baby. Yeah. Walter Payton, Michael Jordan. Ryan Harry Sandberg. Carl Sandberg. <laughs> Chicago is the most hot dogs. bed bug infested city in the United States. Yeah, 2016 World Series champs. Yeah. Chicago, everyone knows Chicago's the most rat-infested city, right? Like, New York always (laughs) gets the credit, but it's been Chicago for nine years in a row. Well, that's why Frank Sinatra has that that song where I saw a rat, he danced with his wife. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Chicago. Oh, sure, 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 sure. I was surprised to find out L.A. is second in rats. Like that? There's a lot of palm trees, you know? Yeah. They live yeah. in the palm trees. Ooh, I do know someone who they had a, like a second story window opened in their home and there was some loud noise outside and a rat jumped from a palm tree through their window. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I would just move out. I would just move out if that kind of stuff was possible. Yeah, L.A., you feel like L.A. has a lot of weird urban wildlife that you don't. Yeah. Like consider yeah. so I always feel like you never think about rats because you're too busy with like coyotes, coyotes and mountain lions and possums. There's fucking possums all over the place yeah. and you know roving gangs of feral dogs. <laughs> like yeah, or roving yeah, gangs of teens in L.A. right now. No oh shit, you got teen troubles. We got oh, some, we got some teen issues in L.A. They somebody, are. somebody build a somebody build a pool hall. That's trouble. The teens are on one in L.A. these days. I did. F- I think they're on one everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Did everyone <laughs> wilding wilding out after that pando, dude? <laughs> did everyone yeah. look at the? <laughs> I mean, Orkin still going pando. Yeah. Did everyone look at the Orkin article about the rats? I only ask because. They were giving away T-shirts that had this cute cartoon rat with sunglasses that said Chicago, world's rattiest city. And oh, my God. They were all gone, but I found one on eBay, and I bought a Chicago, world's rattiest city shirt because it was just Hell so yeah. cute. It was so cute. Well, you know about the – you've seen the thing about the rat hole, right? What's the rat hole, Andy? The, the Chicago no. rat hole? Oh, wow. It was – this, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's Comiskey Park. Maybe hey, you don't get it because you're not in the Comiskey Midwest. Park anymore. Uh, when, com, I don't know if you know co- comedian Winslow Domain. He's also an artist and he's a friend of mine. He's a game designer. Uh, 
he uh, he took a photo of a a hole in a concrete that was in the shape of a rat, like a oh, rat. Sure, I've heard about had this. Fallen into wet. And it went viral and it's been this huge thing everybody's talking about. And now it's like there's like trouble in the neighborhood because too many people are like making pilgrimages to the rat hole. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, I don't know. It's just it's in it's it's related to the theme of rats and Chicago. Yeah. Why? Why can't we have a bed bug shirt, though? Like, why? Do, yeah. Why are people kind of messed up? There is I mean, no- rats are cuter. That's why. I mean, you could make a bed bug cute. Someone out there, draw me a cartoon bed bug. I bet it's going to be adorable. Yeah, put some sunglasses on it, like the rat one. Yeah. You're good. I mean, look. Or some pajamas. They're called, yeah, they're called bed bugs. Put a little nightcap on them and a little, yes. little pajamas, little PJs. Give them a little teddy bear. You Make could do look like, like a, Ebenezer Scrooge or like a, hat. a John and Yoko thing. You have a John and Yoko bed bug and then they're surrounded by the media bed bugs. You could release a whole line of like little figurines, you know, like the like the little homies or like the California raisins. Like the right? California yeah. raisins have different bed bugs, the guts guys, the muscle men, uh, mm-hmm. just little Do we- bed bug characters getting ready yeah. for bed in different ways. I want to know how, like, what's Paris on this equation? You think Paris is, has more than Chicago right now? Oh, man. It's bad there. Yeah, the catacombs yeah. alone, right? Like, yeah. Chicago, New York, and Philadelphia have actually been number three the past four years in a row now. <laughs> but yeah, there's no bed buggiest city in America shirt, which is a bummer. This mm-hmm. list, it includes 50 cities. It's based on treatment data from the metro areas where Orkin performed the most bed bug treatments from December 1st, 2022 to November 30th, 2023, and includes both residential and commercial treatments. The top 10 cities are Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Cleveland, obviously, Los Angeles, (laughs) Detroit, Washington, D.C., Indianapolis, Charlotte, and rounding out the top 10, a surprising one, Champaign, Illinois. What the fuck's going on fighting Illini? You Makes know, you really like, what is a city on this list? <laughs> yeah, does this include Urbana also? Or just yeah, Champaign? Was, it, it's weird because, yeah, it's like major, like these are all cities, proper cities that have like more than one major sports team yep. and stadium. And yeah. like our yeah, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, look, most of these are teams that have are cities whose teams have played in championships in the last 10 yeah. years. And then you get Champaign, Champagne. Illinois. And you're like, this is how did you get who do you know, Champaign? How did you get on this list? They probably have so many that it's like, this is ridiculous. We need to mention them. It's <laughs> too much. There's actually more than people. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. the list. there would have to be. Yeah, like to beat out. Let's some of the cities that this that Champaign has beat out: Atlanta, uh, Dallas. My favorite is thirty-five. Las Vegas, new to the list. That's very surprising. (laughs) That is surprising. Las Vegas is new to this list. Get out of here! Don't don't believe it. Yeah, Vegas is getting everything. Football well, teams, baseball say, teams, the, bed bugs, Formula One. The mob, the mob is good at keeping bed bugs out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, valid. So yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Champaign, Illinois. I did a very, very fun show there on the Portugal Demand tour, and it was the last show of the tour. It was great. But also, fucking get your bed bug issues in order. God damn, what's wrong with you? <laughs> also, watch where you sleep there. You yeah. know. 
Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things you should watch out for, here's a public service announcement. An Ohio teen set herself on fire by using nail polish remover too close to a candle. This is like one of my fears. Like one of my silly fears is lighting a candle with nail polish on my nails. So to see that this is actually a thing is terrifying for me. Like, forget it. I need those long Mac lighters forever. (laughs) But even then, if it's, if there's fumes built up, it seems like that's the thing. Cause this, that's what happened here. It was the vapors from the nail polish, not from the polish itself, but from the remover, the vapors interacted with the flame and like the air exploded. Yeah. The air caught fire. So because she was removing her polish, like close to the flame, it exploded. That is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It just like, yeah, the fumes seeped out into the air and collected in a way that that candle Cause yeah, you wouldn't like when you see, don't do this near an open flame. It's like, okay, sure. I'm not going to remove my nail polish over my fire pit outside. Yeah. But you don't think it's just hundreds. We got light. I wonder if she was like lighting the candle. Cause like sometimes you turn a candle upside down to light it. Right. What if she had the remover still on there and the fumes got trapped in the jar of the candle. And then that's what, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. Did it. She just did the thing and she's like, mm, I, it smells bad in here with this nail polish, like nail polish. Yeah, let me, let I me. need a candle. <laughs> Kaboom. What if it was like Richard Pryor in uh, Jojo Dancer and he just like, she just doused herself with it and set herself on fire. Then that's another conversation. Am I remembering <laughs> that right from Jojo Dancer? Did that happen in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't I see know. Jojo Dancer. Richard see- Pryor did set himself on fire. Yes. Yes. In real sure life. Did. You didn't see that yeah. movie. It took place in my hometown because me and Richard no, Pryor. Well, are from okay. I, I should see it, I guess. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, this is, this is pretty alarming. And yeah, like you hear that warning all the time, but you just, I guess mm-hmm. don't think it's going to be a candle that would cause it. Kennedy's mother says it was a horrific scene of her being covered in bubbles and welts. And her skin oh, being melted bubbles. away. Yarg. Is your mom Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, her or mom's Mick, Mick Fleetwood? Fleetwood now. Sorry. It's my Mick Fleetwood. Her parents were at work when this happened, but her four siblings were home and they were able to get her out of the room and called for help. I like That's the scary. photos of her posed in the hospital bed, smiling with her bandaged arm. Like, yeah. Just pose for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she that. seems like she's doing fine. Yeah, she'll be okay. Yeah, she had some surgeries, some skin graft surgeries, things like that. She'll be all right. Just, yeah, watch watch it around the nail polish remover, ladies. Yeah, watch out for air. I don't know. Watch it around anything. Everything's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, I, have, I was in an airport once in the security checkout line when a lithium-ion battery in somebody's backpack exploded. Ooh. And the whole backpack caught on fire. What? Uh, yeah. Like, it's just weird, like stuff like that, that you don't really think about that, you know, ah, this is probably a problem, but no, there's a reason you're supposed to be careful with it. I don't know. When I was a kid, fortunately I had a metal garbage can when this happened. I was eating now and laters and I also had a lighter for some reason. (laughs) And at one point I put two and two together (laughs) and I was like, wait, when you say a kid, how old were you playing with a lighter? Maybe 11, 11, 12, something like that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's. That's fire age. Yeah. Or no, maybe a, closer to 10, yeah. I think. But 
I'm like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I set one of these now and later wrappers on fire. And if you've ever eaten a now and later, you know, those wrappers are pure wax, basically. So I lit it on fire and it poof goes up immediately. And I was like, oh shit, wasn't expecting all that. And so I threw it and it landed in the garbage can, which was full of other now and later wrappers. And so those (laughs) fucking went up. And fortunately it was a metal garbage can and I was able to get water fast enough to just dump it in there. But yeah, I've had some run-ins with fire. My house burned down once also when I was oh shit in my teens. So yeah, wow. watch yourself around open flames, everybody. What's everyone's stance on escape rooms? You into them? I'll go uh, for uh, free. Mm. I've never actually really done one. I like haunts. You know, I love haunts and, and uh, immersive theater stuff. So I feel like I should at some point go to an escape room. I've just never done one. I did the uh, J- uh, Jumanji one with my friend uh, because she worked there and it was pretty fun, but it's just like, I'm too proud. Like I hate asking for hints and stuff, but then you, you're on a time limit. It's fun. It's fun, but it's pricey. I've done two. I did one that I didn't like much. It was just in a strip mall somewhere in the Valley. And it was just one guy and they like take your phone before you go in. So at one point I was like, what if this guy just decided to keep us? Like, who the fuck am I telling? How am I going to like get the word out? What do I do? So that was unnerving. But also I did one at the spy museum in Washington, DC and two fun details there. One, the first thing they do is they have you outside and they're like, all right, you have to figure out how to get in. And me and a bunch of people just pulled one of the wall panels open. And the guide was like, there's a key. You're supposed to be looking for a key. And it's like, well, fuck, we're in now. Like you, you find the key doofus. And then we get in and they play this video as like an introduction. And the CIA handler in the video was the original Aunt Viv from the Fresh Prince of (laughs) Bel-Air. So it's like, that's what happened to her. That's why she disappeared all of a sudden on that show. She joined the CIA. That one was fun. The the spy museum one is fun. I feel like if you do one at the spy museum, it's got to be the best one. They're spies. Yeah, it's the CIA setting it up. Like you you have to topple a foreign government at one point to get out. Sick. Yeah, you have to. You have to plant. You have to plant satanic objects in Noriega's desk. Yeah, you have to poison the food <laughs> supply in a Latin American country. You do that part for real. They just the CIA has started outsourcing that. You have to Cute. machine gun a yeah. bunch of farmers. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this new escape room it is in Barcelona, which is in Spain. For people keeping oh. score at home. It is. Uh, I, thought built, you meant, I thought you meant Barcelona, New Jersey. <laughs> it is billed <laughs> as the world's smallest escape room because you are basically just in a coffin. It's developed by a Spanish company called Horror Box, very appropriate name. And the room is called Catalepsy, which is a reference to a medical condition that is easily mistakable for death. And participants have 30 <laughs> minutes to free themselves from inside a coffin by solving puzzles through teamwork. I'm out with their partner in a neighboring casket communicating via loudspeakers. That is a quote from a Reuters article that we will link to. They also say it's meant to, quote, recreate a situation that sooner or later we'll all experience your own funeral. (laughs) Do you experience your own funeral? 
You do, that's the whole thing. If you are experiencing your funeral, you should not be in your funeral. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You're you're not dead. You're not dead. You you yeah, you no longer are supposed to be experiencing things when you have a funeral. Cuz if anyone knows what happens when you die for sure, it's the three of us. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. am a uh, yeah, we're experts. Yeah. I've seen it. I've been dead 9 times. <laughs> you, and you can't prove him wrong. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Submit exactly. a brain scan, Andy. Ugh. I'll be able to What's tell it, from what? that if you're telling the truth. Given let my- me tell you, I don't like that we have to have help. Like, let me get out of my own coffin myself. Why do we have yeah. to do the loudspeaker thing? Yeah, why did me yeah. and my partner die at the same time? What happened here? Yeah, because that's there. Right, like part of the idea, the idea of being buried alone has been a fear for a long time. Like mm-hmm. Poe wrote about it. Like it's a they used to make coffins with bells, you know, attached so that if you were buried alive, you could ring a bell and let them know that you were actually still alive. So, like, the, but the root of that fear is partly loneliness, right? And like being mm-hmm. alone. So, like, if yeah, if you're communicating with a partner in this buried alive scenario. I don't know. It feels like that kind of under undermines the whole point of it. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Although and I don't know minutes. what you would do. <laughs> 30 minutes. What? what? This is like going to be a friggin' quick thing. I don't know. I guess it's a small box. Small you just time. have to punch through it. Yeah. <laughs> like Adam yeah. pulling the what wall Adam back. Did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just break the coffin. This is a, it's a strength test. Mm-hmm. You can also customize the experience, including choosing what kind of coffin you want to be in and whether you want to be cremated in quote, a blaze of virtual flames and artificial smoke end quote, who's not taking the cremation. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You, right. You crazy. Yeah. I mean, does it cost extra? Cause then I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like, I is, would imagine a comfier coffin costs more, right? Yeah. That's probably like the VIP know. thing. You get like a memory foam casket to fuck around in. Yeah. Then it's just like, Oh, I'm comf. Just gonna hang out for thirty minutes, take a nap. The cremation one, though, they should change that one up and be like, to escape it, you have to like, because you turn into ashes, right? Like, how do you escape from that? <laughs> yeah, you die if you choose the cremation. I think <laughs> they just kill you. Yeah, it's yeah. assisted suicide. It's legal in Barcelona. Ah, nice. How much? <laughs> it's free. It's free. Cool. All right. Last story. Excellent news. AI can finally predict when you'll die. We got to talk about your definition of excellent news. Yeah. You don't like this? Because I'm 10 (laughs) out of 10 would try. Where do I download? (laughs) Really? Where where in the app store do I download this? Didn't you see the movie Countdown? It's all about this. You don't want it. It's bad. It's scary. (laughs) Or even Big Fish. Like the witch eye tell, like I would be scarred if I, you know, I yeah. don't want- it would be pretty wild if they put this out as an app. I think one of the most irresponsible apps on the app store right now is it's called like an SLR camera app. And what it's meant to do, if you have a ghost in your house, it will show you like a stick figure representation of that ghost. And man, that's going to send some people with mental health issues spiraling. Is that real though? Because I know there was like a filter of like, ooh, if you put uh, the, the phone over here and you see a hue, there's a ghost. Yeah. Like I. No, I think all ghost I've hunting had, stuff is on the up and up. I think it's all. It's yeah. all real. It's all. It's true. all real. Yeah. 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 There's a ghost in the room right now. 
I mean, that'd be cool. I got a skeleton, so maybe it's with the ghost. That sounded like a ghost, whatever that was. Yeah, it's me trying to move. Are you getting your skeleton? Is that like a real skeleton? It sounded heavy as shit. There he is. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up, Skelly? Oh, yeah, Kelly's got a dead body in her room. Kelly and Skelly. (laughs) Listen, I... It's lonely. <laughs> so you got a partner for the escape room. Oh yeah, I, and that's cool because I could just yell to him and he won't help. So it he is won't. just yeah. me. <laughs> this program is called the Doom Calculator, and it has apparently predicted whether people would die within four years with seventy-eight percent accuracy, which is worse than a hundred percent. Yeah. Because okay, then, if, how then you get yeah, that? You're, you're like, like, but is this real? Are they? Am I like the twenty two percent? You're still scared, but you're not yeah. sure if you're lucky or not. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like that makes it scarier. I feel like anything up to like a ninety percent accuracy, it's too much wiggle room. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's enough wiggle room that I'm still like probably not going to start working out the way I should. Like I'm, yeah. Like I'm probably the 22. Like yeah, I might eat six fewer Taco Bell meals. <laughs> yeah. Like what's the you know? I, yeah. How am I gonna reckon this? This or like is that even helping? Like well, oh, so they don't. They, <laughs> I was imagining it also just like even if you get into an accident or something, they'll be like, you're not, you're going to be healthy, but you're going to get hit by a car. (laughs) I just imagine. (laughs) What exactly? Where did they get this? Cause I, I know I've done like some online test once that was like, put in this info and it'll tell you how, how, what year you're going to die. You know, it's like a whatever bullshit, but like, this is a study, right? How the fuck do they know this? It's a Buzzfeed What was the study? BuzzFeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. BuzzFeed? Oh, that yeah. makes it. Okay, it's legit then. The project was conducted by researchers in Denmark and the U.S. Results were published this week in the Nature Computational Science Online Journal. Save 10% on your subscription with code Pretty Scary at checkout. And they took data including age, health, education, jobs, income, Arby's intake, and other life events from 6 million people in Denmark. And that what, inf- is the Arby's intake real? No, no, of course not. Oh, okay. Arby's is arguably one of the healthier fast food options. It's just roast beef. I mean, I've never yeah. had it. Well, that's, that's the scariest thing I've heard on this podcast. That's so weird to me. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. I love Arby's so much. It's so far away. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, you guys don't have many in LA anymore, right? Like the Santa Monica one's gone. The Alhambra one is gone, I think. Is the Sunset one still there? I don't know, but I'll I'll tell you. Here's a little bit of irony. One way I could whip myself into shape real quick, walk to Arby's every day. <laughs> it would it's work. probably 30 miles away, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of miles. So, yeah, they the government of Denmark collaborated on this research. For, for the record, none of the participants were actually given their death predictions. That was deemed to have been irresponsible, which I don't know. Okay, but, then, but a bunch of them died, right? So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they like, got where, it that how, way. Okay, what's your? <laughs> where's the ethical argument here? Yeah, because it could have been like, like if it was based on like lifestyle factors, you maybe could have been like, hey, fix your shit. You're uh, yeah, 
or you're going to die in four years. Speaking of that, Kelly yeah. disappeared. There she is. All right. I'm back. Yeah. My computer froze for a second. I was like, I could still hear them. So I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> yeah. You were frozen on the screen for a while, but I didn't want to. Yeah. Well, we know. could still hear you. So was, I didn't know if you were fine. practicing, like if you had some new, like Tai Chi, like stillness exercise and I didn't want to like make you self-conscious about it. Do you? Oh man. Do you? No, oh, not okay. yet. Not yet. Okay. I will though now. It's a good idea. So Yeah. That that's the last story. I had another story in here about a guy who beheaded his father for being a traitor to America. <laughs> but that felt like a real bummer to go out on. It was some QAnon <laughs> shit. Guy posted a YouTube video with his dad's head and yeah, I saw I saw I saw, a, I, saw a, I did see a story about this and the Chiefs thing. I saw a story about like before getting these notes like yeah. this last week. And I was just like, wow, what is going on out there? Do you think they, they sent him, if they had done him, the guy's dad with the study here, they would have said like, you will live till <laughs> right. two weeks from now when your son will cut your head off for yeah. betraying America until it, yeah. Until a How conspiracy smart is this AI. That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can I it, don't know. I can bet tell how radicalized your sons are. Yeah. I bet if it, I bet if you told the AI that his son was, living under his roof and was a radical QAnon supporter. Yeah. Yeah. And his what dad was a he, former government employee too. So put, well, your, was, put your son's browser history into this app. <laughs> <laughs> Why was the dad a traitor though? Is he just like, cause he worked for the government. Oh, and probably like voted for Biden or something. Yeah. 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 Which, uh, granted, not the best thing you can do for America. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, wow. yeah, that's making sense to me. <laughs> Lesser of a two evils, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. God, chopping the head, though. Man, yeah, that's that must lot. be a lot of work. Oh, I should have put yeah, the, I feel like, I, I feel put, like if you're going to kill somebody, that's how you should do it. Like, yeah. he's weak. fucking argue with that in prison. You know what I mean? Like. But they're going <laughs> to, they're going to like make so much noise. Like, oh, I bet. Yeah, there's no way that's easy. Like, it's a lot of work, probably. Did to we get somebody's head all the way off? Did we find out who beheaded White Slick Rick? No, no. Is that that movie with Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking? There's yeah, like yeah, Slick, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the white boy Rick. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Okay. Well, now it's weird. There's this yeah, DJ. That's how the movie ends. Spoilers. There's- there's this DJ in Memphis who calls himself Slick Rick. He's a white dude with a ponytail, and he looks like he's probably in his 50s. And he was found dead in his home. And at first, it was reported that he was found decapitated in his home. But now, police are saying there was no indication that he had been beheaded. How do you okay, fuck yeah, that how, are, how do you get that wrong? If a body is- has a head on it, it's not been decapitated. <laughs> yeah. They also they said there know? was. They're trying to figure out if that's the head. They also said there were no immediate signs of foul play on the scene. How do you go from beheaded to no? Nah, looks like he died in his sleep, probably. Okay, oh, but yeah, being beheaded, right? Heart attack. Where do we get beheaded from? So some his guy, head came off was, in his sleep. Some guy that was new on the job was like, "Fuck this guy. Let's just say he was beheaded." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. will know. We're cops. Well, he wasn't beheaded before the cops got there. Yeah, yeah, we cut his head off afterwards for fun. Yeah, but that's not how he died. So wait, is the head on it? They don't know. This we don't know. Are see, I didn't actually. I'm like 
scrambling now because I didn't actually put it in the notes. But this I love that is, we are now on a sidetrack for a story that was cut from the notes <laughs> of the episode. Well, this is a tangential story that wasn't going to be in the notes at all that was related to another story that I almost put in there. This is from Monday, okay. January 29th. And do all three of us have ADHD? <laughs> I mean, I do. Yeah. Are we, are we the three musketeers right now? Uh, police confirmed his death and said they are still invest- investigating the circumstances behind it. However, there was no indication that Rick had been beheaded with police saying there were no immediate signs of foul play on the scene. The cause of death is undetermined at this time. The department said in a post on X. Not not decapitation, though. We do know that much. They are saying there were no indications of that. So, so boring. Yeah. I feel like there's I feel like I feel like you can say there was no indication. I don't feel like you need more than one indication when it comes to was this guy beheaded or not? <laughs> there's one indicator, and that is the head is not attached to the body. Right. That's that's true. <laughs> just think that's funny it's like oh his head's off yeah that's one indication well they more? forgot to say that the cop the first cop that said it was decapitated he was blind oh his, gotcha yeah that's why yeah he, he also did not over. have a head which is weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like me oh you meant the dead guy not me I just watched a true crime tv episode the other day and it was a case where these three German people like killed a woman for insurance money and tried to make it seem like she'd been murdered. And part of their scheme, part of their scheme was to write out a script for someone to call and make like a, a ransom demand. But because they were German, they fucked up the translation. And then they give this note to a homeless person who is just like, yeah, I'll read this verbatim into a tape recorder for $20. What the fuck? So the message was like, I have just cut through the throat of your wife and more frequently in her stomach. And the police were immediately like, okay, this is the Germans did this. Like this isn't an actual thing. No one talks that way. And they like got caught immediately. It was pretty great. So yeah, so, but that that's the big Lebowski. I didn't like that movie that is much. That- Don't you can't expect me to have yeah, but there were Germans kidnapping somebody and doing like okay, whatever. I, I did fell stand up with that movie. I'm for watch. I did stand up with the guy that the dude is based on. Oh, and uh, he won. was he wearing a bathrobe? He might have been. He also <laughs> demanded that the DJ play "Born to Run" during his set, like in the background by Bruce Springsteen. The problem is his set was like fifteen minutes. And Born to Run's like four and a half. Yeah, so every time it would fade out, there'd be this awkward moment where he would like demand that the DJ start playing Born to Run again. And he was bombing so fucking hard. Oh, of course he was. And this yeah. DJ was like, man, come on. Like they were like kind of fighting about whether he was going to keep playing Born to Run. And then he goes and like gets in a fight with the owner of the house after his set because they weren't playing <laughs> Born to Run appropriately enough the guy's an asshole the dude does not yeah. abide no the dude's a dick. i still like the movie not as fun <laughs> not as fun as jeff bridges it doesn't seem like true true yeah so yeah ai knows when we're all gonna die and uh don't behead. how much do we have to pay for it 
Is that a thing or it's, it's uh, still in the testing? It's you get it with a chat GPT pro is it, subscription. Is it cheaper than an escape room? That's all I want to know. <laughs> yeah, it is an escape room. There is. Oh, okay. Of life. There is an, a, a former escape room near me that is turning into an urgent care. And it's like, Ooh, <laughs> just make it both. Make it both. Be amazing. <laughs> And also the urgent care has a sign that says like coming March, 2025. It's like, Oh, it's not urgent at all. Yeah. That's uh, you're taking your time. So that's our episode, right? We did it. I think what? Woo. Yeah, I, sure. Sure. I mean, unless we have any final thoughts on, I mean, I, beheading I'm traders to America. You, I'm not in a hurry just cause the game's over. You want to watch jeopardy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I whipped something I up some for stuff. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Kelly both. We made, we made yeah, some hold on. I got to remove my nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you both for doing the pod. I appreciate it. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? We got a new merch store. You don't show dot link slash shop. You can get pretty scary shirts there. We got t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, long sleeve tees. That's it. That's all we got. But they, they got the Mothman on them. Jen Scott drew them. Go buy some. And uh, we make money that way. And uh, that's all I got to plug. Kelly, what do you got to plug? Hey, uh, I'm Kelly McInerney. You can just find me on the internet under Kelly McInerney, M-C-I-N-E-R-N-E-Y. Um, yeah, uh, I'm on a sketch team at the pack. How about that? Once oh, a God. month, if you're in L.A., that's the thing that I got go. And comedy bingo, once a month in L.A., Two fun comedy shows. Only if you're in LA. <laughs> Sorry if you're not. If you're not from LA, um, you fucking stay away from those shows. Hey, listen, come out. Fly out for a show. Just one. Um, yeah, just hop in the atmospheric river. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Take a little boat. Yeah, it's a good time to visit it. LA. Yeah. Andy. That's it. What do you got? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> looking for the boys is coming back this probably this week, I would imagine. Uh, go check us out there. Um, what else? Is there anything else? I, I oh, uh, if you don't even like this band. Yeah, you should be listening to that. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Good. We're, we're doing Fleetwood Mac right now. We're we're wrapping up the Mac Attack. Round um, third, heading for home. That's about it. That's all I have. All to, right to talk about. Yeah. Then we ought to get the fuck out of here, Andy. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Kelly, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>